Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations unto that infinite, unlimited, undefinable aspect of our true self. This is your HempAware host, Tyler Hemp, broadcasting with HempAware Radio from the green state of California. Our purpose here at HempAware Radio is really to bring valuable, rich, usable knowledge and information, especially for those of you that are wanting to live a healthier, happier, wealthier, and more fulfilling life. And uh, hemp is our crucial key to that success. So that's why we're bringing you uh, the most inspirational, knowledgeable, and experienced hemp experts in the world. And on this hemp episode, I'm really looking forward to interview a man who I see as being an entrepreneur, a world traveler, a hemp and uh, health advocate, and uh, an exemplary pioneer, Michael Klepach. <laughs> I think I got it wrong. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you, man. It's good to be here. You definitely got it right. Okay, great. I practiced before. Um, and I love, you know, language. I love making my mouth move in new ways because uh, our, our language is directly connected, you know, to our ability to manifest in the world. And I know you're somebody who... Uh, you know, is a marketer, a brander, a designer, and, and you appreciate um, so many things, you know, similarly to what I do. So I'm really looking forward to today's show. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. So, to, uh, to introduce you to our listeners, if they haven't heard of you, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've, you've developed a few different products and have had different experiences in the hemp world. Give us a little uh, synopsis of, of your background. What what uh, introduced you, or how did you get introduced to hemp, and why are you so inspired to, to work with it? Oh man, you know it's it's a uh, it's a long journey. You know, I'm I'm 30 years old, and I would say uh, uh, I was first introduced uh, by my mom. Actually, she's a uh, she's an artist, mostly a painter, actually, but uh, some of her projects involve twine. So I would spend a lot of time with her. Uh, at the arts and stores and stuff, and you know, at the time in the late 90s, early 2000s, macrame was super popular, and so I wanted to make my own necklaces and bracelets and stuff, and I was just amazed uh, how strong hemp was, and you know, me being uh, quite young at the time, I didn't even tie um, uh, quote, marijuana with hemp at all. To me, they, they weren't even the same thing. I didn't even know that they were the same thing until probably my late teenage years, actually. I didn't realize that cannabis, marijuana, and hemp uh, were the same thing. Now I call everything cannabis. To me, everything's cannabis, so, yeah. uh, or hemp. I don't like the term marijuana. So. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of um, a demonized word, and as we kind of introduce the show, words are powerful, and and you're right, cannabis is a more friendly term that refers to every aspect of of the plant. <clears throat> and uh, you've actually, you're in Poland, right? And you're calling from Warsaw. Is that where you're located? That's true. I am in the capital city of Poland, Warsaw, the ninth largest city in Europe. That is awesome. Well, I look forward to getting into some Polish hemp history and hearing about the industry. But before we do... Um, I want to just give a nice plug for one of your wonderful products. It's called Pocket Hemp. If you haven't 
seen it, check out Pocket uh, PocketWick.com. Um, it's an awesome product. You're kind of changing the way that it's dispensed, and there's a lot of Wick hemp Wick companies out there that are doing different things. But um, tell us what inspired you to develop Pocket Wick, and and um, what makes yours different from other products on the market. All right. Well, that's a, that's a fairly simple question, actually. So uh, after I got out of the military, uh, which which actually beat me up pretty bad, I was medically discharged from the military. I was taking a bunch of steroids and and uh, other quote unquote pharmaceutical medicines for pain uh, management and stuff. And so I ended up moving uh, to medical marijuana and I got introduced to Hempwick by one of my friends. Um, I was always into organic food and so I was always looking for, you know, better ways to burn, you know, and so I got into Hempwick and, and I uh, attempted to make a Hempwick dispenser with a guy in Colorado um, he wanted to go the petrochemical route, and I didn't really agree amongst other things. So I sort of split off, and I looked at the Hempwick market and how people are paying so much money per foot of a waxed hemp string. Um, and really what I wanted to do was develop a product that had um, good packaging that didn't need a dispenser to make it convenient, and that was finally... Um, price in a way that uh, people would give it a chance to use it. And so not only is it priced well, but, uh, you know, we're giving our uh, employees, they make as much as a master's graduate student makes after getting out of college here in Poland. So they love me for that. And we donate some of our proceeds to uh, colony collapse disorder for bees. So it's just we're trying to make change by changing this product, you know. I love that. There's so many aspects of your your brand and, and your company that I appreciate. Not only are you keeping it local, you know, the locavore style, trying to, um, you know, produce, not only trying, but producing the hemp from Poland and manufacturing in Poland, providing jobs for local people. Um, but you're also connecting to the global economy, which is, you know, I feel the future is all about these micro economies being able to have global distribution and bringing it back to the small farmers, to the small business operations to get global, you know, notori um, notoriety or recognition. And I, I love your, your, uh, the colors too. You got the, the Rasta colors to, um, you know, get the message out there and really cool branding. And I love that you're supporting the, uh, the bee colonies, you know, you're giving back, not only utilizing what, products that the bees can can give us but you're giving back to them and and uh, with the charity that you're involved with so i really appreciate that thank you so um yeah you can actually talk? go ahead i was gonna say you can actually go if you go to pocketwick.com there's a charity tab and you can see a list of of all of the charities that we've found uh every time we find a new bee charity we add it to the list so it's always being updated with a new bee charity Excellent. Well, definitely, listeners, go check out pocketwick.com. If uh, you need some bulk pocketwick, give us a ring at 805-410-4367, and we can uh, definitely fulfill your orders and answer any questions you might have. If you have a dispensary or a grocery store, a craft store, um, pocketwick is a product that's not just for um, utilizing to, to 
consume herbs, but it's also a very versatile product for many other things. Um, Mike, tell us, tell us some other great uses for pocket wick. I would say my favorite use of pocket wick would be the fact that I can really easily build a fire with it. I'm, I'm quite the outdoors person, you know, I got a organic farm and stuff like that. And my preferred way to take a bath after a hard day's work is to go swim in the pond near my farm. And so usually mm-hmm. before I go swimming, I have to light a fire first, but it's so uh, humid and muggy over here. Sometimes it's, it's hard to get the kindling going. So I always use a couple of inches of hemp wick uh, to uh, really get the fire burning well. Yeah, and I, I literally just yesterday I, I went on uh, the Facebook <clears throat> the Facebook page for Pocketwick and I saw that little <clears throat> minute and a half video. You just kind of took maybe like a foot or two and just coiled it up into a little ball and you lit it right up and it it burned for over a minute. I I completely uh, concur that that that's a great use for it. And you've also talked about like tying up plants in the garden or um, other other applications as well. Starting starting your um, your stove range on on the uh, stove there. Um, what are some other uses that you like? Well, on the far on the farm, it's a, it's a really old place, and so I actually have a on demand gas water heater. And uh, every time I need to take a shower, um, I have to light the pilot light. Unfortunately, my hands are too big to actually fit into the gas heater to reach in there with a lighter. So I just take a couple of inches of uh, pocket wick and I straighten it out and I light the end and reach it all the way to the back of the uh, gas heater and that's how I turn on my on-demand heater for my showers. And then it might sound silly, but uh, I essentially have what looks like a taser for lighting the stove on my stove uh, or for lighting the fire on the stove in my farm. So instead of using this, I mean, it's lit Tyler, it's literally a taser. Um, to, to light the <laughs> gas, I use pocket wick now because it's just, I feel like with the metal top oven and me standing there in socks in my kitchen uh, on the right. farm, I, I, I just, I really prefer the hemp wick. It's, it's much safer for me, you know, and I, I like the hair on my hands, you know. Exactly. Right. And safety first and uh, keeping it organic is also a crucial value. I know that we both share. So that's awesome. <clears throat> so let's let's get into a little bit of the Polish history. Um, <clears throat> tell us, you know, where Poland has come from as far as, you know, how long it has been growing hemp? What are some of the uses? Uh, obviously, hemp can be grown for fiber uses. It can be grown for seed. It can be grown for flour. Um, what what are some of the uses and what what is some of the history of Poland as far as hemp goes? Oh man, well, that's like it's totally a roller coaster. Um, you know, currently Europe, um, including Poland, is kind of leading the world with um, uh, hemp that's being used for hempcrete and the the construction industry and also the uh, automotive industry. You know, there's a lot of uh, you've had some guests before who were talking about how. Uh, vehicle manufacturers are using hemp composites in their vehicles, um, and Poland is no exception. And so basically what we have is, is, is a plant that's been used since antiquity. Um, it's been estimated that somewhere around the 15th or 16th century, hemp uh, really got into Europe, um, and same for Poland. And so what's really interesting for me 
um, especially when you actually look at the, the uh, China today produces about 40,000 tons of uh, hemp fiber a year, and that is actually how much Poland used to produce. So in the, in the late 1920s, uh, Poland had over 70,000 acres of hemp, uh, and it peaked at about 74,000 acres. Uh, but then when you fast forward to 2003, because uh, after the fall of communism, a lot of industry is just completely fell through, uh, including the textile industry here. The late 80s, 1989 or yeah, something the, like that? Yeah, the late 80s, early 90s during the fall of communism, that transition, a lot of industries fell through. And, and at minimum, in 2003, actually, uh, according to the data, there was only like 250 acres of hemp being grown in Poland. So wow. went from like 74,000 acres all the way down to 250 because uh, it was essentially just used for research because uh, the Institute of Natural Fibers and Medicinal Plants here in Poznan, which is a couple hours away from Warsaw, they kind of kept they kept the hemp ball rolling, but the industry just fell out. And so now it's actually on the rebound. And in 2008, there was about 4,000 acres, and it's been rising slowly ever since. So we're trying to breathe life back into the hemp industry here. But it's really interesting, though, that uh, hemp uh, in Poland since the 1960s uh, they've actually developed five different varieties of uh, monoecious hemp, uh, which is really cool. Um, you know, we, we kind of know that it's ditchweed because it's both male and female. And the best part right. is uh, with the monoecious variety is uh, when you're harvesting for fiber and seed, you're not harvesting a bunch of dead males and a bunch of seeded females. So it's essentially uh, a very uniform crop once it goes into a monoecious variety as opposed to diocesis. Interesting. That's really neat. So <clears throat> tell tell me a little bit more about the characteristics of these five different cultivars that they're that they've developed. Well the okay. main the main variety which came around uh the late sixties is called and I'll say it slowly, Biao Jeskie. Um, and essentially, uh, it's just kind of named after the region where it was developed. Um, you know, the best part about all hemp, not only Białobrzeskie, is the fact that it requires no pesticides, no herbicides, no fertilizers, and even no irrigation to grow well. Um, and because of the, the climate here and how uh, those varieties have adapted, um, even during the terrible drought that we had, uh, this year, uh, the hemp was still getting, you know, more than six feet tall. You know, I, I, I've seen hemp that was around, you know, six to ten feet tall this year. Um, sometimes it's, it's usually taller. Uh, last year uh, was a great mm -hmm. growing season. Um, this has been a really strange year. It was a very warm winter, a very cool spring, a very dry summer, and a very, like, abruptly cool uh, late summer, early fall. So it, it, this has been a really interesting, uh, actually the last 24 months for growing has been kind of strange, but, uh, but the hemp variety here, it gives about, I think a half a ton of seed per, uh, acre. Um, you know, it, it does pretty good as far as fiber output, um, for the herd fiber, you know, and everything for the automotive industries and, and basically, mm -hmm. all of the hemp here is not grown for textiles. So we don't grow hemp 
for, for making fabrics and stuff like that. We mostly grow hemp for seed. Um, and a lot of that okay. seed is actually used in other places like Romania for growing um, hemp for fiber in a different climate zone where they can actually do uh, two fiber harvests per year because it's a little bit warmer. You know, because hemp right. to really grow strong and fast requires a really hot, humid summer around June, July. So. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So the, as you mentioned, the main use is for the seed. Are they turning that seed into edible oil or what, what type of products are they making from the seed? Um, there are some there are some that use it for fuel oil, um, but it's also being used in the cosmetic industry um, and uh, you know other other places like that for sure. You can you can certainly find like uh, a couple of different companies around here that use uh, the hemp oil uh, for just for eating. You know, um, I know that a lot of your listeners know how healthy hemp oil is with all the omega six and omega three fatty acids and and it's just mm-hmm. it's a fantastic product. It's, it's a no-brainer. Why would you want to use canola oil or vegetable oil uh, when you could use hemp oil? You know. So I like hemp oil. I like coconut oil. Those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Definitely, those are two of my favorites as well. Um, and on that note, you know, speaking of the health of this plant and the healthy oils, what would you say is your most favorite health benefits of industrial hemp out of all the different benefits that it offers? Out of all the, all the different benefits, I would say the fact that it's the only seed that we know of um, that's a complete protein. You know what I mean? Like, if you, were in a, if you were in a hard spot, you know, in the Middle Ages and you were trying to survive over the winter, you know, people survived because of hemp seed, you know? And it's like in America, people hearing that would just be like, whoa, what do you mean people survive out of propensity? Like, were they just getting high uh, over the winter? And it's like, no, people. It's, it's a legitimate, very healthy product. Um, and so for, for me, I try to use hemp seed all the time. Like, I, I literally have a bowl of hemp seed right here. Um, and I just kind of sit here and I just chill and I eat it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I either toast them or I just, you know, when I go for my hemp harvest, um, I just, I always bring back like a box full of uh, hemp flowers and I just dry them out and I use the hemp flowers for tea, like I'm drinking right now with a little bit of milk and honey. And then I use the hemp seed, I cook it in bread and I just, I just eat it instead of sunflower seeds or cashews or something, I just sit here and eat uh, hemp seed. I don't even bother to take the hull off, you know, because it's a great source mm-hmm. of fiber. Um, mm-hmm. You just you just kind of get used to it. I just love the nutty flavor. You know. Me too. Most certainly, if not my favorite, one of my favorite seeds. Not only because it's nutty and flavorful, but like you said, the protein content. It has all ten essential amino acids, including edistin or edistine, which is funny. Not funny. Just um, you know, um, important to note that Edison is where the word edible comes from. So when we eat hemp seeds that has Edison amino acid in it, the word edible comes from Edison, which means it helps make other foods more edible or digestible. So that's why it's so amazing that we can add hemp seeds not only to our savory soups and salads and 
smoothies, but we can make ice creams with it. We can make, you know, tofu and cheeses and so many amazing uh, products can come from this one seed. Uh, so it is really a miraculous uh, seed. And, and uh, you know, it, it gives me just inspiration and courage and hope knowing that there's people like you out there that are doing the work and getting hemp seeds in the ground and, and bringing fabulous hemp products to the to the market. Um, <clears throat> but uh, which kind of brings me on to my next topic. I'd love to hear, um, you know, being a hemptrepreneur, I always love studying and, and researching and asking other hemptrepreneurs, what are some of the principles that you live by, you know, as far as marketing, as far as doing business, Obviously, we know that you value local. We know that you value organic, sustainable business. What are some of the other maybe um, you know non-tangible principles that you live by uh, or apply in your business? I suppose you know the first set of principles uh, that I go by um, are the principles of permaculture, um, which you may or may not be uh, familiar with. For time's sake, I won't. Uh, go into it, but uh, for the listeners, I, I encourage you, if you're curious, to check out the permaculture principles. Uh, they're my rules to live by, but but really, I kind of ask myself, um, the most important thing is, is it good? You know, like kind of in the story of creation, God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And so I ask myself, um, is what I'm doing good? Most people ask themselves, uh, if I do this, will it make me rich? And that's a very corporate way of thinking. Like, look at the corporate bank world. Uh, they're rich, but are they good? Heck no, they're not good, you know? And so uh, I want to be able to sleep at night. And so um, knowing that my employees, um, you know, make a decent living wage and I share the surplus with them and knowing that my products are harmful to the earth and that people are generally better for using them and that uh, they won't impact the earth long after I've returned to the soil. You know, it kind of makes me happy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So it has so to be really, good. <clears throat> really, yeah. And good meaning it's good for all, not one or two or three. Right. If it's good for so, me, it's not good enough. Right. Yeah, there has to be that. And that's, I think, uh, based on my understanding of permaculture is this symbiotic, harmonious relationship with our environment. Exactly. And hemp is most certainly, you know, a plant that works so symbiotically with other plants. It's it's an amazing companion crop. It fixes nitrogen into the soil for for future crops that you grow with it. And, um, And I love just how the abundant nature and, and, you know, the abundant characteristics of this plant, not only it, the plant itself, as far as the green leaves that it produces, the amazing flowers with all the terpenes and the cannabinoids it produces, but then, you know, as we discussed, the seed potential and then the fiber potential, um, it's just such a miraculous plant. And so to, to translate that abundant quality into our business mindset is uh, something that I appreciate that you've applied with Pocket Wick and with what you're doing. You know, um, one of my next questions is, what do you have, you know, as far as the future, what products do you see? If there was one product that you could develop or that you would like to see somebody develop that could be a symbol for the hemp plant, 
or something that was kind of universal product, what product do you see coming onto the market that could be an educational tool that was made from hemp that you could just show to anybody and say, hey, you know, this is a, a sustainable uh, product and it's brand new. And let's say they didn't know that it was hemp, uh, but we know that it's hemp. <clears throat> and after the fact, you could, after they fall in love with the product, you finally go, and it's made from hemp. And, you know, for the people that are skeptical or maybe um, have been, you know, programmed to think that cannabis is the, the devil's weed from hell, you know, what, what <laughs> product out there, you know, could, would you see is, is like an ideal product that, that could educate people, but, you know, it's simple to use. Um, I know it's a loaded question, but I'm just curious on your thoughts. That's a tough, that's a tough one, but, um, you know, I, I know, I know the kinds of products that I'm developing, but as far as a universal product that would just make it click, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't going to mention this, but you know, right now I'm, I'm working with a couple of Germans on some hemp plastic. Um, and as, as you know, as we've talked in the past, you know, I'm always looking for uh, uh, different manufacturers of different hemp products. And I think the best thing is, and check this out, you can buy a belt. I mean, a belt for humans to hold up your pants. Everybody uses belts. Um, and those, the belt clip itself is either made out of plastic or it's made out of metal. And so I challenge the idea of, and I'm coming out with, by the way, a 100% biodegradable belt that's made out of hemp webbing as the belt and hemp plastic as the buckle. And so I, I think that's a chill idea. And the idea is, is that you make something that is beautiful, useful, and well-priced that you can't argue with. And then go to wash it or look at it and they look at the tag, you know, because after you buy a new clothing item, you don't know how you don't know if it should be washed cold, washed hot, dry cleaned, etc. They look at the tag and they say, one hundred percent hemp. Whoa, I've never worn anything that's hemp before. I think I mm. love hemp. Yeah. I love it. <clears throat> That's a great idea. You're right. Belt is kind of a universal thing. Many people utilize it, and um, I'm excited about that. I can't wait to get one when you produce it. <clears throat> I'll send you one. Everybody wears belts now that I think about it. It's true. At least some point in their life, <clears throat> and I, I definitely wear belts on a regular basis. I have a Liberty belt right now, and it is it does have a metal buckle, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to upgrade for sure. So, I, I really see sustainability as a step forward, not a step back. Yeah. You're right. That's a great point. And constantly expanding, growing, evolving, becoming better, learning from our mistakes. And what a better what a better position to be in for, you know, people like you and I, that people are waking up to how important this plant is for food, shelter, clothing, and Popular Mechanics magazine said twenty five thousand uses and I think that's just the tip of the iceberg, honestly. I agree. But um, So we just have about two minutes left on the show. If there was one thing that you could offer our guests or our listeners that they could do today, an action that they could take today, even, even a free action, something that they didn't have to pull any money out of their pocket, what's one thing that they can do today to help 
spread awareness about the importance of utilizing this plant? I think the best thing that anybody can do is simply go onto Google and type in hemp benefits and then click images. Find your favorite image that you found that's just info-loaded meme style and just post it on Facebook, post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram and Tumblr and all of the other you know, media outlets. And don't be afraid of what people will think about a product that we have been using probably is, you know, longer than we've been speaking to each other. You know what I mean? Like thousands of years this product has been in our world and only within the last 70, 80 years have we been afraid to talk about it. And so this product, hemp, is real. It does real good things. It's better for us. It's better for our animals. It's better for the world. Um, and if every single user uh, shared a good, healthy hemp meme today and helped to spread awareness, soon this will just become common sense. And our children will wonder how did you guys ever live without us? I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on today's show, Mike. You can visit uh, hempaware.com forward slash radio to visit or review all of the past hemp episodes. If you want to download this podcast, uh, just go to the iTunes podcast library, type in hempaware. If you haven't checked out pocketwick.com, go check them out right now. Thank you so much, Mike, for sharing uh, some of the Poland hemp history. We appreciate you and look forward to having you on a future hemp episode. Thanks a lot. It was fantastic. All right. Have a hempsational day, everybody, and join us for the next Hemp Aware Radio hemp episode and uh, continually get hemp educated. Have a blessed day.